starting to feel like Formula One is like I don't understand. The greatest Formula One champion of all time. And, and Formula One is that it's like a traveling circus of Spain and a drone. Except I am from Formula Box Amp, pick and firm, and welcome to the Redefine F1 show, show where we put American subtitles in support of Formula One. I'm your host, RJ Kernigan. With me, as always, Michael Zimmerman. Carlos broke my heart this weekend. <laughs> you can't tell already by uh, Timmy's uh, greeting. We're talking about uh, the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. We're just going to shorten it and call it the Imola GP because too many syllables, not enough time. <laughs> yeah, we're talking all things Imola GP. Before we uh, get into giving our like thoughts on the race, we're going to go over our predictions that we had uh, casted in the preview. And so we're going to... So I learned recently, so I've been calling it a snake-like order, Timmy has taught me that <laughs> snake order is not alternating. It is me, no. him, him, me. Me, him, him, me. <laughs> so we're not doing snake. We're doing alternating. But uh, uh, we both went one for three. Uh, I'm going to start off with my biggest miss. Uh, there was not a big L during the sprint. Uh, there was losers, but they were already in the bottom and they stayed in the bottom. So me and Timmy agreed. Doesn't count as a big L for uh for one of the like, it doesn't count as a big L. The only argument you could have had was uh Kevin Magnuson dropping from P4 to P8, but to be fair, it's like he shouldn't have been in P4 to begin yeah, with. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't really a big L, it was just a correction. Yeah, and only losing four positions, that's yeah. not terrible. Especially for Haas. Haas will take anything. Yeah, I mean he's still and but he ended up still with points so yes. it's like not really a loser in that sense yeah so you know that was my biggest miss uh yeah my biggest miss was the alpines they their their upgrades <laughs> did not help them whatsoever well they only brought uh, upgrades to alonzo see headliners are so and articles are so misleading i was <laughs> expecting some big big changes and Akon doesn't even get out of q1 and alonzo like he didn't even finish top six. I think he was eight for qualifying. For qualifying, hmm. I think so. I would have to well, double check that. The race he didn't fare any better. So, well, he got bumped by Mick, and yeah. <laughs> then his side pod exploded. <laughs> his side pod said, "I had him out." Yeah. Uh, on to my next miss. Uh, we we're just talking about him, Fernando Alonso. I had him beating at least one Merkin race. If I had said uh, beating him in sprint, I would have been right. I should have just left it at that. But I, I went for the Sunday race instead. And Mick said, I'll take care of that prediction. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Nope. He DNF'd on lap six or seven. So, there goes my second one. And Latifi was able to have a clean weekend. Big <laughs> surprise. Uh, I think it was because Max was – already in first place so he didn't need to sabotage who whoever else was in first uh but yeah. was on to his uh, engineer is max max winning all right all right I, yeah. I guess i'll hold it together <laughs> so unfortunately he did not crash not unfortunate fortunately he didn't crash <laughs> but unfortunate for me 
My prediction that did hit, though, was the Lando Norris making the traditional Q3. I will admit that you you said it was a gimme and I tried to defend my point and uh, looking back at it now, it was pretty, <laughs> it was, it, I think it was a gimme, but I'll take the point. I need the point. So, yeah. Uh, the one I, I hit on was uh, Sergio Perez getting podium at the end of the race. Which... You know, any of them would have counted because he did sprint and the real race. Oh, well, I meant podium for, I don't know if I clarified, but I meant for the race, that he was going to podium for the race. Fair, fair. Before we uh, get on to the, uh, like, our five race highlights, uh, what do you have this Emily GP ranked or rated as? For me, I gave the race itself uh, five out of ten. The beginning was exciting. The end was a little exciting. But for the most part, the middle was lackluster. For 20 laps, you had the only action was Lewis closely following Gasly. <laughs> and um, Gasly was doing his thing, but he wasn't like, to me, actively having to defend or really uh, fight Lewis all that much. Lewis just like was trying to be too polite and he just couldn't get by him. Fair, fair. I, I gave this race a 6.5. Uh, I will agree that it like hit like a lull towards the middle, and it was just Lewis um, trying to overtake at one point. But I don't know. I kind of – I like that close racing because last year the racing wasn't as close, so anything within a second is exciting. Granted, uh, after like the fifth attempt, I'm like, Lewis, what are we doing here? It got stale, and then right around the pits, it, like, or not pits, when Max is lapping, which is, uh, I think we'll probably touch on later, but when Max lapped Lewis, he, uh, there was a point where maybe Lewis could have, you know, followed Max real closely and helped, used him to help get past Gasly, and then I think, who was in front of the two of them? Was it Albon? I think it was. Albon. Yeah, I think. I think the commentators are mentioning, like, maybe he could tag along with Max and just follow him. But, nope, uh, Max got passed. Then immediately Gasly is like, no, no, I see your games. I'm going to stop it here. And it was, like, right back in the line ASAP. So then he, he shut that down. And then we had another 100, like, unsuccessful, like, attempts at the overtake. But uh, – through and through, I enjoyed it all the way to the end, especially because my guys won two, and I even enjoy a Lando podium. So, the the final result helped me. <laughs> yeah, Carlos and uh, Charles spinning maybe had a little impact <laughs> on my enjoyment of the race. But uh, yeah, so wasn't a, a race to you know, it's not gonna win over your friends who are on the fence on racing. Yeah, but for those who like racing, they uh they they're gonna appreciate it. Yeah, I mean that's why I gave it an average. Five out of ten is an average score. It's not. Don't 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 be thinking seven out of ten is average because it's a C. No, <laughs> five out of ten is average. Onto the five race highlights. We'll start with the first lap, or the start. The two Red Bulls and I guess both McLarens got off to a pretty fast start. Uh, the both Ferraris, unfortunately, did not get off to a very good start. 
And then immediately, Max and Checo got past uh, Charles, and Lando joined them right at the end of right going into the first uh, chicane. And then everything kicked off behind them. Daniel Ricardo with his good start, uh, had to back off to let signs around him, but he hit a little too much curb and then ended up hitting uh, Carlos. Did not back off enough. Yeah. Uh, listening to all the, the after race things, Daniel Ricardo sounds pretty apologetic. He, he, yeah. went, he went to the Ferrari garage, looked for Carlos, apologized to him. Even in the, the interviews with the, the people in the, in the media pen, they asked him about it. He said, I got to look at my onboards. He looked at his onboards. He was like, eh, yeah, it's just conditions and, you know, just wrong place, right, right place, wrong time, or what, however that goes. Wrong place, wrong time. Oh, I guess if you're a Ferrari fan. <laughs> <laughs> right place, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, he, he understands that it was just a racing incident that he initiated, but, you know, no one's going to go and say Daniel Ricardo's a dirty, dirty driver. He's lucky he's Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> That's all I'll say. If it was Lance Stroll, I would want his head. <laughs> no, Lance Stroll wouldn't be that far up, so Carlos, <laughs> Carlos has got to worry. The more important part of it, though, was the fact that uh, Max had put a three, no, two-card gap in between him and Charles because Norris snaked his way in right before the end of the or right before going into the turn. Yeah, uh, both Red Bulls and both McLarens had better starts than Ferrari, as you said, and it ended up costing them pretty much the whole race. With Carlos spinning out at turn two, and then Charles having to fight fight from behind from the very beginning, yeah, uh, trying to make up that two-car gap. Yeah. I think uh, the fact that Charles had to fight, uh, not only, like, I'm sure he, you know, in a bad start, he would expect to fight Perez, but for him to also have to fight Norris is like, are you serious, bro? Yeah. Why? What are you doing here, Lando? Leave us alone. Yeah, it took him an extra, or it took him, I think, seven laps to get by Lando. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take him a long time, but it, like we said, or like I just said, like seven laps to give Max a head start on Charles is more than enough for him. More than enough, yeah. Um, part that we haven't mentioned on the start yet, uh, Mick Schumacher also got caught up in the the craziness of it all. Yeah, I mean, to be both shed a tear for that one. Uh, and he spun out initially, like when they were like first showing the, the them going through it at first, it looked like he just spun out and he was just a recipient of the, the chaos. But he also took someone with him looking at the replays and it, that person was Alonzo. He ended up uh, spinning and punching a dent into Alonzo's side pod that would later be just blown wide open yeah it was terrible for unfortunate luck for mick uh he's starting in p10 so you're hoping that he could stay in the points be fighting for the points maybe even move up a couple positions to get more points but he ends up spinning falling behind also taking out alonzo which is unfortunate for him but Mick wasn't able to make up any of the positions after. So think, he, he, he doesn't have any good luck so far. Yeah. So hopefully it's going to turn around and things are going to actually start uh, going his way. But four races in, it, it's just been terrible luck for that guy. <laughs> yeah, Mick in basketball terms hasn't been getting the shooter's bounce. 
Not at all. Yeah, He's... it's just been brick, brick, and... Oh, he just missed. But yeah, no, he he's, he needs to get the, the luck on his side. I think looking at it now, K-Mag finished ninth and Lance Stroll finished 10th. I think that would have been an interesting fight if Mick had survived to see if Mick could have got his first point off of Lance Stroll. I believe he would have been able to. Yeah. Um, it might have been like kind of a DRS back Screen. and forth. Yeah. Where like they're kind of like swapping places, but I think Mick would have eventually been able to pull away because he's uh, in Bahrain. He was different track, I know, but in Bahrain he was able to overtake and handle strolls pretty convincingly. So you're trying to justify it with uh, like reason. I'm just gonna say I think he would have done it because Mick Schumacher greater than Lance Stroll in my book. <laughs> I talk so much crap about Lance Strolls. I can't just be like hating on him 24-7. I have to I have to have reason for my for my uh saying Your that hate. he's not good. That's fair. That's fair. Um going on to the next highlight. It wasn't one specific lap, one specific moment, but in the middle, or I guess early middle of the race, uh the announcers and even some teams were questioning why there was a slow trigger on the drs activation like um so for those who didn't catch the race it was raining before the race pretty hard uh i, I me and timmy first got on to record riding shotgun i asked him oh it was raining and then didn't you say that it was like dumping beforehand yeah it was dumping rain not it wasn't just a little drizzle or a little like sprinkles it was pouring and uh everyone had to start on intermediates so that's just goes to show like the track was still wet at the beginning of the race i think it was uh, crazy that it had stopped right as they were getting on the grid like god was like okay turn the faucet off yeah the f1 gods are just like all right that's enough but let's turn off the sprinklers <laughs> oh no, no no the buffalo wild wing guy was like all right turn off the sprinklers now he's like all right <laughs> you got it sir they it had stopped right before they they raced and then they like like timmy had said they took off on intermediates i guess all of them did the announcers kept questioning why there wasn't an activation of the DRS zone. And um, what, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think they should have activated it earlier? I am no race director, safety, F1 guy whatsoever. Yeah. I am just a fan that wants action. So I am like, I was wanting the DRS to be activated, but I have faith in the people in charge that they made the safe and correct decision. The announcers were kind of pushing that the track was dried up and they should have been able to turn on and it would have made the race, I think, a little more interesting because for the longest time, there is a, I want to say a five or four car, like DRS train that Yuki was the conductor for. <laughs> uh, so if they turned it on then, it would have shaken up, I think, uh, the placements and Lewis might have been able to fight his way up to possible points again. But they turned it on, like, I'd say, like, five laps too late. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I am not a F1, like, safety expert, nor am I a track expert. But I do think that uh they should have turned it on a little sooner how many laps sooner I, once again i don't know but listening to the after post-race stuff um seb veto said 
that he thinks that they did a good job of leaving it off up until when they did because uh apparently that track is a little weird it could be like look dry but it could still act very slippery and so seb veto was all like saying yeah they did a good job uh we wouldn't want someone to get uh too like gung-ho like how george got last year and ended up crashing into Valtry. so he he was on the the train that you know it was a good idea not to leave or turn drs on when everyone wanted it but then he also admitted to being like yeah it's a good thing that they didn't turn drs because i wouldn't have been where i am <laughs> so, so you can see his like his bias to, uh, to it but i think it would have given made the one big big drs train stay together for a lot longer than what it was because i think there was a point where it was three or four cars who were within a second then it dropped down to just lewis and gasly uh, within the second of i guess them two and albon so yeah, yeah but gasly wasn't even pressuring albon at yeah. all so yeah, Albon was just like, oh, I fell in back. And then Gaz is like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. He's coming. The boogeyman's coming behind me. <laughs> um, speaking of the boogeyman, on to our third point. Uh, he's not looking like a boogeyman this year, but Hamilton's lack of pace this race was – it's a conversation starter on both on – both, on everywhere and everywhere, I guess, because – Fans are split between he's washed to it's the car. You know, you have your Lewis fans saying it's just the car. And then you have your everyone else saying that he's washed, which I think is absolute trash. That's a bad take. Not a good take. His car is trash. That's for sure. <laughs> His car is definitely trash. But Hamilton is uh, he's just in the dumps right now. I think he needs a, a confidence boost. Yeah, uh, saying Lewis Hamilton is wash is a Skip Bayless level take. Like <laughs> that is just absurd. Absurd. Like, he is not wash. Has he been racing good? No, not at all. Yeah. Is the car bad? Yes. Can he be doing better because George is doing better? Possibly. Uh, there are some things that you just can't see just watching the race and qualifying that only the engineers, Lewis and uh, the Mercedes teams know about. And you just can't judge from the outside. Well, we you can, but like it's I think it's unfair too. Yeah, yeah. With with Hamilton, all right, you had mentioned that George uh he's doing pretty well. I do think George has just been hopefully I get it right this time, in the right place at the right time. Yes, George has been getting the shooter's bounce, as yes. we kind of said earlier that Mick wasn't having. He's been yeah. getting very lucky. Not okay, not very lucky, but he's been a beneficiary of good fortune. Yeah. And the last couple or yeah, this so far this season. Yeah. I think it's kind of crazy that Mercedes went and tweeted like a whole tweet saying that we're sorry, you're not in the right car, you don't deserve this. I think I think that's a little insane. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's because Toto said the uh he apologized to Lewis that he they weren't able to like give him a car where he can compete in but i think but like it's a little disrespectful to george because even though he's been getting some friendly bounces he's still putting himself in the position and performing and keeping those positions he's not he's not like just instantly losing them so it's like the car it can compete yeah it's just 
Lewis wasn't. I don't, I don't know. It, it, there's so like I said, there's so many different factors that you you can't just pinpoint. Like, oh, it's because of this. So it's hard to say. But if Lewis doesn't improve, it's it's sad to see. I, yeah, it's just it's tough to watch. Um, I think Mercedes their first round of upgrades is gonna either silence a lot of doubters or amplify them for sure because yeah. of, right now like you kind of have the argument ah it's the car is not there it's crap blah 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 and they haven't announced that they're bringing major upgrades yet but when they do bring you know major upgrades i'm sure lewis will get will get it first because even though george has more points i'm sure toto is going to recognize lewis as driver one as yeah. everyone should yeah and so, even though george has been beating him the last couple of races yeah he, he's lewis is still driver one yeah like look look at ferraris last year carlos would beat charles no one no one was like oh carlos new driver one so why yeah. would we even think about that for the seven time world champion that's insane exactly so he's once once they bring their first round of upgrades if lewis um picks it up maybe you know starts not clearing george but like starts beating him more consistently i think that'll like silence them silence the haters because i don't i do not think they're gonna bring their first round of upgrades and in- instantly start jumping into the fight with ferrari and red bull i think that's a that's a long game thing and this they just need to get onto pace to be for sure the third fastest team yeah uh competing against red bull and ferrari it seems like a hail mary at this point in the season yeah and even though we're only uh four race or is it four races in now yeah four uh they just seem so far behind what they should be focused on it's like exactly what you say being the third fastest car beating mclaren and yeah. being the best of the rest at this point yeah well not even the best road just quit like finishing out the like the constructor podium and the yeah. best of the rest to me is not <laughs> red bull ferrari <laughs> that's fair <laughs> But they 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 do need um, a turn of good fortune. This is what they get for screwing over Bottas. Not, <laughs> they have the Bottas curse. I'm I I I will admit that when Bottas was chasing down Russell, I was like, please do it to him, Bottas. Please get him. Please get him. That would have that would have made this a seven point five instead of a six point five. I wanted a radio track from him after. <laughs> But uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. On to our fourth highlight. I guess it's a highlight for us Red Bull fans and a low light for any of you Tifosi. Uh, the Charles Leclerc mistake. So before we continue, me, Timmy, and a friend of ours, uh, T. Dunn, we had gone and we were playing some Assetto Corsa. And Tyler had bought us the, the, the expansion pack and then we got the, the map, uh, Imola. So we're trying it, and me and Timmy cut that corner so many times. <laughs> we're like, we don't need a turn. After watching Charles do it, me and Timmy both feel very, very much like, oh, professionals are doing it. We're not that bad. <laughs> so uh, that's my take on it, and I just absolutely love the fact that it secured a Checo P2. All I'm going to say is the only person that could beat Charles Leclerc it's Charles Leclerc. <laughs> if he doesn't shoot himself in the foot, he's fine. He was he was on he was sniffing Perez. He was on him and threatening the overtake. And then he just went into that corner with too much speed. That's what happened. He ended up spinning 
and he ended up having to pit to change his tires to because at that point you're just going for fastest lap and which made him drop all the way to ninth and fortunately he was able to recover and had enough time to make up positions to end up in p6 but you leaves you very disappointed as a ferrari fan <laughs> uh that he possibly could have finished in p2 but ends up in p6 and doesn't even get fastest lap because max was so far ahead he was able to pit get on to the soft tires and then set a fastest lap in the clean air um checo had mentioned in the cooldown room after the race that like charles was gaining so much time on him in that chicane and so you can see why Charles was like so um I will, not brave isn't the word, but like daring. He was like, I'm I'm already like cooking through this corner, like these these sets of corners on the Red Bulls. There's no need to slow down. This is where I can make it even more time. And he just got a little too greedy. Yeah. And then he caught a little bit too much curb, took flight. As soon as he landed, had the wobble, and then he ended up spinning and hitting the wall. And so uh, he also had to change for a new front wing. That's why he was, yeah, he, had, he dropped so many positions. Yeah. And then uh, he then put on a little, like, I guess he flexed how fast the Ferrari was because from P9 to P6 and less than 15 was crazy. It was, he put, he went P9 to P6 in like eight laps, I want to say. Yeah. Or like eight to 10 laps. Like it? it only took him two laps from being behind three seconds to Sonoda to overtake. Yeah, it was Yuki. I was like, oh, I, I think Yuki's safe. And then uh, to a lap and a half later, you're like, look at the gap. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa, and so, go? so that here, here's my silver lining because you, you don't have one this week. Silver lining. Um, with this, It shows that that Ferrari car, uh, even in the middle of the pack, at least Charles is able to. Uh, Carlos <laughs> spun in Australia, well, but that car is just so much faster than everyone else. That like, if something bad were to happen, kind of like how last year or maybe two years ago when Lewis ended up uh, at the back of the grid and ended up winning the race because the car is just that much faster. That's like how it, it made me feel. It's like okay, Ferrari's like on that level. Like they yeah. they are still like way faster than everyone else but red bull is kind of like right right uh next to them i think carlos showed it to us in the the sprint as well that 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 car is you know just will cut through the field unless you have a red bull in front of it or it's raining then you just got to look out for mclaren behind (laughs) yeah you keep the car going in the right direction it's gonna it'll carry you very far yes to wrap out our five highlights we have uh, a very interesting podium, podium that brings me much joy, and Timmy is not the hugest fan of it. I you can't really I can't really say that though because like before, uh, I declared myself as a Ferrari boy. Like I was a, uh, I was a Max fan because uh, I rather have Max over Lewis. <laughs> uh, I was a Checo fan as well because uh, as we mentioned like in one of our early or like first episodes. Checo's win was like my first race I watched live. So I was like, oh, this dude is filthy and amazing. <laughs> I love it. 
uh and but then i'm like oh he's on a terrible team and they yeah. have a terrible car but so i've always really liked the two drivers so i'm like kind of happy but at the same time it's like because i'm repping ferrari i gotta be like ah oh, dang it <laughs> no I, I i i thoroughly if this podium happens more I'm all for it. I'm all okay, for it. I, I, I will not agree to that. <laughs> if, if Charles or Carlos is on the podium, maybe, maybe like five more races. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna need more Carlos and Charles podiums. No, nope. this. Nope, I don't need to see any red on the podium, <laughs> unless it's Valtteri Bottas, and he can go stand in third place. I think, uh, yeah, Lando. Ending up on podium, like good for him. Happy for him. Happy that the uh, the McLarens have bounced back. Have they went from oh no, this season's over to oh nice. Yeah. Uh, but one of the funniest things, or like fu- one of the funny memes that came out of this race was Lando was in his own world, all race. Like there, yes. per- Perez and Charles and Max, all most of the race were way ahead of him but also Bottas and George were way behind them. So he was just out there just cruising, cruising, <laughs> just having a good time, making sure he doesn't spin. And then he was like, podium? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> he was even surprised because he said that fifth place would have been like a huge win for them. So you could imagine what a podium means. So I think it makes up for the Daniel Ricciardo um, lack of points like unless you're daniel ricardo then that that's always a tough like tough sell be like hey be happy like the team got great points i didn't do anything be happy you got points at your home grand prix (laughs) you're gonna like it (laughs) but yeah so those were our five race highlights Uh, our next segment we like to find an american sporting game or event that relates to this race and so the way we saw this race with it being a Ferrari homecoming because Emola is in Italy, but it isn't like Monza is the number one Italy. Like that's like the home of Ferrari, but this is still a home race for Ferrari. So all the, the hoopla and hooray was all there. Everyone thought the Ferraris were going to run away with it. And then their biggest rival said, Nope, I'm going to disrespect you guys. Is that I'm gonna take care of that and then like quiet all the fans. It was a very quiet, like podium celebration because all those red fans just went home, eat their spaghetti. But we talked between their legs. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny because uh Checo Perez he posted on his Instagram story, like uh sorry to Fosi. (laughs) <laughs> as he was leaving oh and all the fans were like Checo, Checo. he's like sorry and i was like what a savage but we have this game compared to the 2019 2020 nba season when the portland trailblazers took on the lakers but it was a very special game damian lillard got or went off for 48 points on kobe bryant's memorial day or night Real okay. disrespectful, like just ruined the whole night for all Lakers fans. Yeah. They they went there to uh mourn and like celebrate the life of Kobe and are like, we're gonna watch our Lakers, who mind you or mind you ended up winning the finals that year, 
they're like, we're going to watch our Lakers honor our, like, one of our legends. Damian Lillard said, no, 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 you won't. Only for Dame time to be like, y'all know what time it is. (laughs) It's Dame time. Dame before the game was like, Kobe, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to your team. Yeah. And then proceeded to go out there and drop 48. Uh, His stat line was 48 points, 10 assists, and nine rebounds. So damn near triple-double. Uh, in front of a very, very shocked and probably emotionally confused Laker crowd. Do you remember watching that in the dorms? No, I don't think I actually watched that game. Oh, it, it was – Brayden had uh, – B-Bakes had a recruit over. And so we had just finished playing 2K, and it was before you guys had, like, a recruit thing. And then we were watching a game, and uh, – the someone else had brought the recruit over. And so the two recruits are talking and me and Brayden were just watching this game. And then we were like, damn, 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 damn. And it just, it just, it got worse and worse. I'm looking at Brayden. I'm like, he's going off. That boy's going crazy. Yeah. It's not like the Lakers were no slouch. I mean, it was, uh, the game ended up 127 to 119. Uh, Anthony Davis, let's see. He had 37 points and LeBron James had 22 so kind of like Ferrari, like they still performed decently, but they got uh, outmatched they and got outplayed disrespected. by their rivals. Yeah. I don't, it's hard to say the Trailblazers are yeah. rivals of the Lakers, but. No, we just went for more of the the disrespect on like yeah. your, you know, a special day or special night for your team. Home race, home game, get that out of here. <laughs> I think it's funny because even the so the whole track name is it has Ferrari in the name. It it has every word in the English <laughs> language in, in, that's, in that's, that Grand Prix that's, name. That's the Grand Prix name, but the actual track name is like the Dino Ferrari. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Okay. So this is like a home race for Ferrari. Yeah. And Red but, Bull and Max were like, "No, we're gonna just poop all over you guys." Yeah, I think that's crazy that. That Grand Prix name has like five sponsors in it. It's like oh, Rolex, yeah. blah blah blah. I, yeah. can't, I don't even know, but I think it was funny when I was uh, trying to do it for our preview. I looked at the Australian Grand Prix, and it's just Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why can't cool. we do it like this? But yeah, that was our American game comparison: the 2019 Blazers versus uh, Lakers Kobe Memorial game. Um, to wrap up the episode, we like to do our reward or not rewards, but we like to do our awards, uh, starting off with the Dale, the driver of the day. Uh, I'll let Timmy go ahead and read off the nominees. So our nominees for the Dale this week is the winner of the race, Max Verstappen, also Sebastian Vettel, who finished P8 in the green shit box known as the Aston Martin. Uh, we have Lando Norris, who was able to find his way onto the podium, and then also George Russell, because he was able to perform well in the Mercedes, which is questionably not very good. Yes, I like how you said questionably. Look, I got I to gotta, I gotta feed to the Lewis fans <laughs> a little bit. I can't, I can't be snacked. They, they are getting beat up by all, all the other F1 fans. That's fair. Uh, who, who, do you, uh, who do you got? Uh, so my pick for this week is going to be uh, Lando Norris. I, he raced a good race, put himself in. The, the start is what really put him 
onto the podium, I believe. Yes. And uh, he was able to maintain, keep his cool, and do what he had to do to get the get the finish. Get I the think it's finish. I think it's because uh, he and McLaren made up their own code for rain to like <laughs> to like tell Lando how rainy it's gonna be. What is it? Yeah. Code zero to code one. Yeah, code zero to code one, and Lando went okay. So I'm staying on the intermediate. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm not against the Lando Norris one, but I'm gonna go with the Seb in P8 for the go with the green shit box. Uh, like obviously Max running away with it and having like a damn near perfect weekend uh, is would have got my vote, but Seb in his second race is a like he went from last week being the third ranked uh, Aston Martin driver because Nico was technically ahead of him because of placement. So boom, he is now once again, the leader of the team because he, he was in PA and Lance Stroll is in P10. So Lance only has one point now. So I think, uh, I think he has my vote. Um, On to our next award, our Peyton Manning, our big brain, our Omaha. We only have the, there's really only two options for it. We have McLaren for using Daniel Ricardo as a guinea pig uh, to tell not only, I, I guess they wanted to only tell Lando, but it's kind of hard not to tell the other nine teams, hey, this guy's doing a lot better. But yeah, they used him as a guinea pig to know the crossover point from intermediates to slicks. Uh, and they called it right. And then the second option is Red Bull for their second set of pit stops to cover off Leclerc uh, and his undercut. Uh, who do you have? I'm voting for Red Bull. I think um, the strategy that they used to send Perez in a lap sooner and then to send Max in at the same time with Leclerc uh, was really beneficial and what helped them secure the finish with the one, two, because yeah. Perez then had a lap of warmer tires than Charles. So he was able, even though Charles came out in front of him, he was able to easily overtake him. And Max had, uh, because he pitted at the same time, he was able to keep his pole position. Yeah. His, his, his lead. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the McLaren because as unfortunate as it is that it came at the expense of Daniel Ricardo. I think it's cool to see like a team just be like, screw it. We, for this one race, we got to go all in our one driver. And so, you know, they ended up doing that and it paid off Lando Norris podium. Um, and if Lando Norris starts crapping on Daniel Ricciardo, we're going to have a problem, but I doubt he'll do that. Uh, our third one, we have uh, our meme of the weekend. Um, Timmy can go ahead and say his two, and then I'll go and say my two. So the memes that I picked this week were Lewis uh, unable to. Okay, this, here's my hate for the Lewis, <laughs> the Lewis fans. Uh, Lewis being unable to pass Gasly. Any of those kind of memes where they like enhance Gasly's cars, like POV of <laughs> Lewis <laughs> behind Gasly. Wide Pierre. Wide Pierre. Uh, and then also the extremely unnecessary graphics to show the time difference of max and lewis when max was uh oh or lapping lewis they for for whatever reason they're like you know what 
this would be a good thing to show. Max is 77 seconds ahead of Lewis, and he's going to lap him. Uh, The two I went with are, there's a video of Carlos Sainz. Uh, after his spin out, he's kind of just walking and he looks like he's walking to the road to just end it all because, you know, last last uh, last race weekend didn't do very well. And then this race weekend ended up in the gravel. And then a heroic uh, steward came sliding in and was like, no, Carlos, stay away from the road. And then like escorted him away. I was like, that's that's that to me is like two second comedy gold. Just a sad, sad Spanish man and a man in an orange jumpsuit saving him. I'm Spain without the ass. <laughs> My other one isn't really one format or isn't really one meme, but it's like a format. It's the uh, cool down room format. I just seen one where the, uh, Lando, Max and Checo are staring at the picture of thick Checo, the, the double caked up Checo. And it's just the I haven't seen a bad one yet of that that meme format. So that's that's a that's my second choice. On to our fourth one, our fourth award. We have our Pete. Uh, we have three options for you today. We have unfortunate Mick Schumacher shed a tear. He had two spins, and then also a black and white flag for uh, track limits. So you know, not the greatest day for Schumacher. Also took out uh, Alonzo. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went and hole-punched Alonzo's side pod. Uh, then we, our second option is Leclerc for his bad start and then his, uh, his, I guess, his flight sim. He wanted to see how well the Ferrari would do in air. And then our last uh, nominee would be the seven-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton, and his a thousand unsuccessful overtakes. Uh, it was just kind of tough to watch us after a certain point. But yeah, who do you have? You winning your Pete? Unfortunately, I have to vote Mick Schumacher for the Pete. Yeah, he was in position to score his first points. Kevin Magnussen has shown that that car can compete and can get points if you drive it well enough. Um, he's still developing, still young. I still have faith that he'll come into his own eventually. He's making improvements, but it's just he's still going. He still has growing pains, and we're kind of going through that with him right now. But today, taking out Alonzo, having those two spins, um, it has my vote for the Pete. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, looking at the other two options, when I think of – the winner of the Pete, it's someone who's got to be bad the whole day and bad on his own right. So bad the whole day, Charles Leclerc wasn't bad the whole day. He had a bad start, got back to where he was supposed to be, and then had another moment. So that's why I couldn't, you know, justify giving it to him. And then Lewis, uh, you could make the argument that it wasn't like his, like outright his own fault. Like you could put the blame on the car. So but when you look at the Nate Peterman award, it was him who threw the five picks himself. So yeah, I couldn't, couldn't also justify giving that to Lewis. So Mick had the two spins and had the black and white flag after having such a great sprint performance and like, you know, the potential, I guess, I don't know if it was potential or pressure, but it was, it was there for him to score his first points as a formula one driver. So fortunately Mick Schumacher got my Pete.
And lastly, for our Big Body Award, we our nominees are Bottas for his overtake on Kevin Magnussen that wasn't in DRS zone. Yes. Our next nominee is Yuki. As we kind of mentioned earlier, he was the conductor for the DRS train for a long time. All aboard. (laughs) He was able to hold his position and to defend off any um, possible uh, overtakers. And he was able to secure points and finish in P7. So that was good for him. Uh, And also another nominee is his teammate Gasly for defending off the seven time world champion for what felt like eternity, uh, <laughs> the whole race, it seemed like. And then lastly, we have George, who also overtook uh, Kevin Magnussen in a non-DRS zone. He did have him on the uh, first chicane, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had him going into um, Tamburello, but then sent it a little too spicy, went over the bumps, and then Kevin was like, I'll take that back. And then uh, going into... I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Going into Variante Alta, he got him, which is another chicane. And then the Bottas one happened a lap later going into Ravazza one. So, yeah. Yeah. So, with those nominees, who is your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bottas, honestly. he Because uh, he also defended, I think, a little bit. And then that... Overtaken to Ravazza, like we had mentioned earlier, we were playing the uh, racing game yesterday. And that turn for the life of me, I could not get right. So the fact that he did an in real life overtake at whatever speed they're going at, it's my vote because that's, uh, <laughs> I would have screwed up. <laughs> really, a professional F1 driver didn't screw up a corner that uh, F1 podcaster did in a listen, sim race. Listen. According to four, uh, the F1 games, I am the world champion, all right? <laughs> but yeah, Bottas got my vote. Yep, uh, I actually agree with you. Bottas also has my vote for that overtake. To me, it was the best overtake of the race. George was spicy. I think if he was able to stick the first overtake, I would have gave him the vote, but because he kind of... Uh, fumbled a little bit and had to wait the next time. Uh, Bottas was just a little more smooth, a little more clean, uh, just like the old vet that he is. Yeah. So Bottas as our votes, who, um, whoever you guys vote for, go ahead and uh, visit our Instagram. Timmy, you have all of the, uh, the polls up for that. Uh, our Instagram is at redefined. Um, at redefine f1 yep at, at redefine f1 um any closing thoughts on the Imola or 2022 Imola grand prix the rain doesn't make qualifying interesting it only makes it worse <laughs> i found out and then uh non-racing closing thoughts dear god someone that's a shooter get on the bulls they they need help. They, they are so bad they they have no offense we're looking like matt Nagy's running that uh the bulls offense right now against the bucks so yeah those are my closing thoughts there's a there's a video of max verstappen trying to shoot a three it's not very good 
Do you guys? Do you He's guys probably see? just as good as Kobe White at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, closing thoughts for myself. Uh, I'll follow your lead. One racing, one non-racing. Uh, the racing. I guess this one is considered racing, but uh, I appreciate the cool down room for after. That was really cool. I, me and Timmy being new fans, that and we coming in during the COVID uh, seasons. We didn't get to see that because, you know, mask and social distancing, but that was really cool to see them like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles was looking really fast here, but he just messed up. And it was like the most genuine like race talk. And so I thought that was really cool to see for the first time. And then my non uh, racing closing thought is uh, the NFL draft is coming up. So hopefully the chargers draft correctly and we do not draft the receiver. Dear God, we do not need another receiver. <laughs> but with all that being said, uh, that's it for us. You guys stay easy. Explain the difference. Yeah, Formula One is, is the pinnacle of motorsport. <laughs>